For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to ACC Nation. Will Ogenen, Jim Quist, it's good to be with you. We've got a lot of basketball to talk about, Will. Take a look at the AP Top 25 first and take a look at the men's side of things. UConn at number one, Purdue at number two. Not surprising there. Purdue's got the hottest offense in the country, according to Ken Palm. Uh, UNC coming off a huge win over Duke. And uh, some notes there. Um, that uh, you know ought to be looked at if you if you're into bracketology, take a look at big underdog. Jason Carmella has posted his latest bracket. He has some notes there and uh, points out something about UNC, which is very, very interesting in regard to uh, quarter uh, one wins. Um, so, hmm. Anyway, Kansas at number four and uh, Houston at number five. So that's uh, a look at the top five on the men's side. On the women's side, it's South Carolina, Iowa. Iowa is just smoking, and so is NC State at number three. Number four, Colorado, and number five, Ohio State. We'll get into the rest of these teams here in just a moment, but let's talk a little bit about uh, your impression of the top five on both sides, men's and women's basketball and, and anything that you see there that, that may be a little unusual or are we kind of settling in here? Because it seems to me that we may be settling in. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt of who the top three teams are right now. UConn, Purdue, North Carolina. Uh, UConn has really kicked it in. They were a little sluggish. They've obviously suffered through some injuries, but they're just humming right now. Purdue, Zach Eady, not much else to say. They're <laughs> they're gonna figure. They're they're gonna they're gonna be good. I mean, I I I, I highly doubt they're gonna be a victim of a 16 seed and back to back tournaments. No, can never rule it out. But I don't I don't think it's happening. Yeah, and Carolina's playing some of the best basketball of anybody in the country. I mean, yeah, we can disregard, you know, that, that loss against Georgia tech. Um, even with that, it's, I mean, that was kind of a, a look ahead spot anyway. That say so you can, you can easily shoo that as a, as a look ahead spot, but at the same time, look at Georgia tech side, look at what they've done this year. <laughs> they beat, they beat both Duke and, and North Carolina, so <laughs> it's that's ACC basketball, though, right? Well, I mean yeah. that that's what it's all about Ooh. in this conference, is that when you get into to league play, any given night, somebody is going to get upset. Home court court advantage is a hell of a drug, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it is. Enjoy. Um, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, four or five. Kansas beat Houston on Saturday uh, pretty handily. It was one of those games where the score didn't indicate 
how close it was. Houston's still really, really good. Um, even even with the the loss, I mean, they drop one spot in the poll, which you can't really you can't you can't knock on them for losing to losing on the road to you know one of the five best teams in the country. Yeah, you. I, I, um, women's side, a big the big dropper. You you we looked at the the rankings. We saw Kansas State drop from number two to number eight, so they're not even in the top five. We saw Iowa move up. You know, Caitlin Clark doing her thing yet again. NC State a nice move up to three. We you know we've talked about Coach Miller being one of the the best coaches in the women's game and uh, just con- continuing to hum. They've been one of the best um, you know programs in the ACC for quite a while now. Uh, just continuing to motor along with with a 19 and two record in Colorado and Ohio State rounding out the top five. Both have moved up multiple spots with with uh, the performances of other teams. Stanford uh, dropped after a loss this week as well, down to number six. So yeah, pretty pretty standard pretty standard stuff on both sides. Yeah, I did, and getting back to that, just settling in sort of thing. It feels everything that I've seen so far uh, on both men's and women's side is that we're figuring out who these teams are now or they've figured out who they are is probably a better way of putting it. And they've, they're settling in and they've got their rhythm going. Uh, we had talked about on one of the last podcasts that we did about how teams were going to start kicking in that the teams were either going to be doing one of two things. They were either going to start rising because this is the time of year to start doing it, or they were going to start falling off. Now, we do have a couple of teams which are sliding, but there are a few teams that are coming up the ladder. Let's go over to the men's side and take a look at the teams that are ranked there. Uh, In addition to North Carolina out of the ECC at number nine, Duke didn't take quite as big a hit as you might have imagined uh, Duke and UNC both, that, that's just a classic battle, especially ACC basketball. So to drop Duke down much further than that, I think would have been a, a criminal act to be frank about it. So, but they look solid. They, you know, they're, they're playing good ball. Yeah. And that that's, I think putting it that way, I mean, they're not elite. They're not, they're, I think there was a certain segment of the of uh, the population that thought that they could win a national title this year. I don't see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I don't think they're quite that good unless unless something suddenly changes uh, with Tyrese Proctor being more of a consistent player. And then they've been bit, bitten a little bit by the injury bug themselves, but s- still doesn't ex- excuse some of the losses, even when they have. I mean, losing to Georgia Tech is when you look at the. Just a talent advantage. Yeah, that's and then and then losing at home to Pitt. And those are those are the two that really stand out to me. And losing at Arkansas, who's not very good this year, either. That's that's another that one's not looking quite as good. Um, yeah, again, losing, lose. I mean, the, it was not, the final score Saturday was ninety three eighty four. Really wasn't that close. I mean, Carolina was up double digits for a lot of that game. So so to say that. Uh, um. That it, it yeah. Duke's <laughs> right now. They're they're 
they're I wouldn't even say this. You could argue. I mean, they're not even in second place in the ACC right now in the standings. That that belongs to Virginia, who's on the outside uh, looking in. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> with the way they're playing as we were recording tonight, watch out, folks. And again, teams that are clicking, and sometimes it takes them a while before they find that combination or being able to play together. Uh, we've seen that out of Virginia before. Virginia is presently, and this kind of surprised me, Will, to, to be frank about it. I mean, I, I was, I've, I've kind of gone through the season and, and gone, okay, Virginia is not in the top 25, and it's really not even being mentioned in the receiving votes category. So people are just sort of brushing them aside or putting them under the rug, whatever you want to call it. But they're at 31, and uh, when you take a look at the net, which we'll do here in just a moment, uh, you begin to see that Virginia is is slowly but surely moving up that ladder and and finding their uh, their groove. Yeah, um, as I mentioned, we're we're recording this a little after 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday night. Virginia is currently up 40 to 19 on Miami. Um, wow. Still about 14 minutes left in the game, but this is I I came into this thinking this was going to be a really tough game, and they're they're up 21 points for with 14 minutes to go, and I'm it's amazing and. I mean, if if everything holds, this will be seventh one in a row, and it's, and this is something that, you know, kind of in line with that the team after the national championship that was kind of out adrift in the sea for uh, for a while for the first couple of months of the season, then they kind of steered steered you know figured it out got you know steered back on the right course. And now they're looking like a complete team. I mean, they're holding a really good offensive team in Miami to 19 points with, like I said, less than 14 minutes left in the game. Um, this is this is this is why Tony Bennett's one of the best coaches in the country, folks. I, we always come back to Tony Bennett and that defense. And you know, for years, people have just absolutely blasted defense and it's boring. It's, you know, yawn, whatever you, you know, you see all kinds of comments on social media in regard to Virginia and how they play and stuff, but it wins ball. And, you know, the only downfall that they have this season, I think they're at 144, on offense in Ken Palm. I, I don't know if that's the most recent number or not, but uh, yep. if if they can find a way to kick in their offense, which, you know, their bits and pieces, which are starting to to come forward, and that, that offense takes off, this team can make a pretty solid run. Yeah, I, I had a stat up a moment ago, but then – you know, I'm an idiot and accidentally cleaned, cleared it off. But uh, I was, I was going to do this, uh, pulled up Bartorvik.com, uh, looking at uh, the website. And, you know, you can sort data by a lot of different, you know, things, however you want to do it. And 
since the January 17th, which is the start of uh, Virginia's winning streak, uh, they're they're 10th in the country on Bartorvik.com. Now, their efficiencies are still – the offensive efficiency is still not great. I mean, Torvik has it about 157th, but it's they're, they're so good defensively that it's like – they're. No, I think they have the yeah, they're defensively number four. So they're they're still getting it done with defense, but they're starting to figure out a little bit on on offense. Like I said, they as we recorded, they just hit a three to go up twenty six. Wow, that that's uh, that's pretty incredible considering again they they are playing Miami, and mm-hmm. Miami's no mm-hmm. no slack team. So. Wow. Yeah, and okay, and, and the the thing is, is you see Jake Jacob Groves in the last the last week and a half he's had, he's been borderline unconscious from three. He just he was the one who just hit the um, three. Yeah, he's he's been spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to point something out. January seventeenth is a is a really special day in a lot of different ways. You, you need to go into your. Um, uh, into Google and uh, type in January 17th birthdays and see some of the very special people that were born on the 17th. Then when you go through that list and you go, well, I don't see anybody that really stands out, you know, when it comes to, you know, basketball and sports and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that <So>. guy. <laughs> and then, yes. That's to the left on the left side of the screen. That's right. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, Virginia at thirty-one in that top twenty-five that receiving votes category, and uh, it it did surprise me just a little bit to see, and it wasn't just one or two homer votes. This was mm-hmm. uh, more than a couple of handfuls of votes. So people are noticing, and mm-hmm. here's part of the reason why. If you go into the latest net rankings, uh, you will see that there are four teams that are in the top 50 out of the ACC. And those four teams include Virginia. Virginia presently at 42. And we'll start at the top. Number nine, UNC. Number 19, Duke. Number 37, Clemson. Still hanging in there somehow. And if they can turn their woes around, um, that will go a long way to to getting them into uh, a a pretty solid place, I think, in the NCAA tournament. And, of course, like I said, Virginia is at 42. Uh, Based upon net rankings, they're not a lock, not yet, but pretty close. You know, a couple couple Um, more solid wins will put them into – um, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think this would be a quad two win for them tonight. Excuse me. Um, I think, so I'd put them four and two in quad two and six and four in the first two quadrants, which is a pretty is a pretty strong resume. Obviously, they have the quad three loss at Notre Dame. That doesn't look very good right now. Um, it explains why they're the what they're the one two three four fifth team in the ACC in the net uh, one spot behind Wake Forest and. I think Wake is good enough to be in it. There, I think they're out on some of the 
the bracketology feels right now, and that's a lot of it has to do. Yeah. They just don't have a quad one run, win right now. They're zero three in quad one, but they have a five and four record in the in quad two, but no losses outside of those first two quadrants. So that looks good, but they just need a quad one win to uh, bolster that resume. And I think I think they're going to get there at, uh, at some point. Uh, it just might take a little bit. I mean, they got they their best chances look like at Duke. Um. You know, they have they still have to play Duke twice, so that will really help. Uh, Clemson at home, I think, will be a quad one. Um, and at Virginia, well, they have to travel to Charlottesville to play Virginia one more time. So they they do have a few more opportunities for some quad one wins. Um, but I think I think it would be best best served if they can get one of those you know, to get in the tournament. Um, especially with the way the perception of the ACC seems to be right now. Yeah. I think that Wake Forest uh, with they they need to pull off two Q1s at least at the very least to to get um the type of respect that they deserve. I th- I I really do believe the Deacons deserve the, some respect here because that team um it it's showing some potential. I just I just don't know if they're going to they feel like they're they're just trying to get over the hump, you know. It's like they're not quite quite there. They're just pushing to to get over, and mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, the next yeah. couple of weeks are going to be interesting in ACC play as as they always are. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now speaking of uh, the brackets, Jason Carmelo, big underdog. Um, his latest bracket came out today. He has uh, UNC as a two seed. Duke is a four seed. Clemson is a nine seed. And among the last four in is Virginia as an 11 seed. Wake Forest is in his next four out. So we do have some action there. Um, and, and Jason's a pretty astute you know, when it comes down to looking at these numbers and seeing the trends, I think that that um, I, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with that as it as it stands presently because you know people have they you got to earn your way there. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So, we'll yeah, see. it's that's just the reality of of it is is it's there are a lot of good solid teams, but. There, like a lot of these teams are just kind of beating each other up, and it's not really helping one way, you know. No, but nobody's really standing out. And then, say, with Virginia starting to do that, but somebody else has to as right. well. Yes. Um, you can take a look at Jason's latest bracket at Big Underdog by simply going to accnation.net. And we have the link to his page right there on our front page. And uh, right near it is the women's basketball bracket um, that comes from her her hoop stats, uh, Megan Gower, who we had as a guest on just recently talking about women's bracketology. And we'll be having her back on before long, along with Jason as well, to talk basketball and to get a little better idea as to how things are transpiring. Let's go back over to the women. 
and take a look at the rest of the uh, AP Top 25, Will. Uh, we mentioned that NC State is at number three in the top five of the top 25. But let's get into the other teams that are in the top 25 and are making some, some progress in the right direction. Uh, at number 12, it's Notre Dame. Number 15, Louisville. Number 16, Virginia Tech. Number 23, Syracuse. And then we have three teams in the receiving votes category. At number 27, North Carolina, which has fallen off just a little bit. They've gotten popped a few times here this week. At number 31, Florida State. And at number 33, Duke. And Duke got that one homer vote. And uh, <laughs> I, st I still believe in you, ladies. I, I, I don't know why I've got such a thing for Duke women's basketball. I just think that they uh, have been underrated. And therefore, I'm sort of always cheering for them. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Something we should also mention uh, too is that Louisville's playing NC State tonight as we speak as well, and uh, NC State's up eleven on the third quarter. So, Wolfpack continuing to show why they are the team in, are of this of the so, ACC right now. Um, so good. pretty impressive game. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, you talked about Notre Dame picked up a couple spots, uh, moving up two from or up to number twelve. They continue to just get it done. They've won th three in a row now. Be Georgia Tech by 37 and in Pitt by 25. That coming off the the heels of a, a 15 point win over UConn, mm -hmm. uh, they've been playing very very well. Uh, a lot of uh, just great uh, great great basketball by them. I saw a stat where Han Hidalgo was like the fastest player in uh, history to 100 steals or something like that. I, I, I think that was the stat. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I think it had something to do with that. Um, talking about Louisville and Virginia Tech both gained a spot. They they both took care of business. Louisville took care of uh, Pitt and then beat uh, Syracuse by 12. And as we mentioned, are, are trailing in the third quarter to NC State, that game and Raleigh. Uh, Virginia Tech, again, once again, uh, took care of business, had a pretty tough game on Sunday against North Carolina. They ended up winning it by nine, beat Virginia by 13 on, the, on Thursday. Uh, and then, yeah, Syracuse, as I mentioned, dropped a couple spots after taking that loss. But again, still sitting at number 23, you know, doing having a pretty solid season. Yeah, um, I think, you know. We, we saw this this tailing off here, and in, in I think every conference has done that, and both men and women have done it in the ACC. It's sort of a natural thing. You, you, you get that momentum going early, then you hit that down spot. The uh, women have hit that down spot and now are, are coming back. You're seeing a resurgence in their play. They're getting into that, okay, we're in that, that mode to get ready for – the ACC tournament, and to hit the NCAA tournament. So um, you're going to see a lot of just crazy, awesome basketball on the women's side over the next couple of weeks. And, um, again, I, I cannot encourage you enough to watch ACC women's basketball. It is great stuff. It's so entertaining. Um, and there's so many talented players um it's it's not like it i mean you could go back you know there's been there's been a lot of great players in women's basketball over i mean you know you talk about bird and all those and uh 
but if you if you go back 20, 25, 30 years, it's just like onesies, twosies. You know, I mean, we talk about Don Staley and, and other people. And it, but the thing is, is that you can't pull up a, a, a long list of who's who, you know, like you can now. It's like now you start looking across women's basketball and you're seeing multiple stars on every team. And it's just awesome. I, I don't have enough adjectives to throw at it so yeah the 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 amount of star power in this league is is it's it's really good yes and and there's more coming we i've talked about you know hidalgo as a freshman kimora johnson of virginia i saw over her last like five games is averaging 26 points per game virginia is obviously struggling they're two and nine in the acc both those wins are against ranked teams so it shows you just what you know, what they could do on their, on their best days. But we talked about, you know, you know, Liz Kitley, Georgia Moore yeah. uh, at Virginia tech. Uh, Louisville's got some stars as well. It, it, there's a lot, you know, a lot of talent this, on this, uh, on this team, on, in this league. And you're seeing it on a, on a, you know, game by game basis. There's a lot of them. I, I hated to see Haley leave Louisville. Um, you know, because she, she, she walked into a situation where, um, LSU is just chock full of stars and, you know, they, they had their struggles early in the season with that. They, they had some, some issues and it was, it was tough. And I was just reading an article, uh, in regard to Haley was, is getting her game now. She's finally getting into her game after all this time, after all all of this portion of the season, she's just finally getting to where she needs to be. And all of that is because there's so much star power and you have to learn to work with each other as a team and not as individuals on a team. And that was one of the struggles that uh, I'm sure that, that all of those players were, were dealing with. They needed to, to trust each other. And uh, to to learn how to share the ball, so it happens. It happens in every level of basketball. Um, let's take a look at the net here uh, for uh, a few moments. This is interesting. The top fifty. Um, Notre Dame is at number eight. They're the top ACC team. Um, NC State is not too far behind at number eleven. At number eighteen are the Hokies. Nineteen the Cardinals. 23, Duke, 30, North Carolina, 36, Miami, 40, Syracuse, 43, Florida State. Um, kind of surprises me a little bit. I mean, we've heard a little bit about Miami this season, but I don't know. They're just, you know, not a lot. Not, not the amount that I thought that we probably should have. And, you know, if they're sitting at number 36 – in, in the net, um, somebody's overlooking this team and maybe to their own detriment. We'll see. I mean, they've, they've had their struggles, but, uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's a heck of a lineup. That's a lot of teams, uh, in that top 50 and, um, well, I'll just put it this way. Top 45, top 43. So, yeah. And it showed like, we've talked about how it was, 
Elder's League is going to be tough this year, and I think these net rankings kind of prove it out when you got so many teams in the top 40, 45, what, one, two, three, four, five, what was it, like eight or nine teams. It just shows you just how, how powerful this league is from a talent standpoint, and even still, you know, the other team, you know, the these other teams that are hanging back, I mean, Virginia's at 68, they're, they've won twice in the league, as I mentioned a moment ago, yet they're steady, sitting at 68 in the and the net um yeah they're the the bottom of the acc is kind of dragging it down a little bit but i mean it's still the top the the top half of the league is just really really strong yeah it's a very very solid um i i I won't make mention of anything comparing men and women because you know we've we've gone the opposite direction in the past and that that wasn't uh, very constructive either again uh would invite you to visit our website at accnation.net check out uh, Megan's um women's basketball bracket at her hoop stats there's a link on our page and Jason Carmelo's big underdog bracket that is also a, there's also a link there on our page um and um want to uh, to let everybody know that if you haven't been listening to uh, ACC Nation Radio, maybe that you should, because not only is this program on there, but also our guys from All Sports Discussion are now sharing their program, our programs, on uh, ACC Nation uh, Streaming Radio, and you can hear them on there on a, a regular basis. And uh, we're looking for some additional co- uh, content to, to put in there uh, in addition to all of the stuff that we're providing as well. So mm-hmm. um, if you're looking for sports, boy, I tell you what. And uh, Jeff and Matthew always have some interesting discussion and some great guests, including mm-hmm. our own Will Ogenen. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. sure I'll probably be on again at some point here as we get into college, oh, you know, yeah. the college hockey tournament. That's right. I was just uh, just noticed that Boston College and uh, Boston University are going to play their second game, and yep. uh, Boston College is doing really well this year. So mm-hmm. another strong season. Yeah, yep. playing Definitely. in the bean pot right now. Yeah. So Jim, we have to talk about the the other big news of the week before we go yeah. is Jeff Halfley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Halfley. Um, okay, we've talked about him. Uh... <laughs> Bye. <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. It, I think. I think honestly, though, it's kind of a sign of the times. We see. We've seen. You know, some of these you know, people are trying to go. You know, get out of the NFL or get onto the NFL because right. the stress of the job is not the same. It, it's. It's gotten worse because of everything involved. Um, and you know, to be honest, he his seat was probably a little warm going into this season, even though he's gotten them to bowls. He's you know consistently done that, but here we go. I feel like it's he's kind of kept it as it was in a way before um, before he, before the, he took over the program. It's kind of you know they're doing okay, they're getting the bowls, but it just feels like there there isn't a next step. Yeah. This, and, this is a yeah. situation similar to what we've talked about before with multiple coaches where they build something, but they're not equipped to build the rest of the house. And I think that, um, l- let me just be blunt here. Jeff Halfley, I think, is is a great coach in a lot of ways. Maybe not a great head coach. 
at least from the standpoint of his experience at Boston College. Now, some of his comments, I think, alluded to the fact that he had, he had lost the passion because of what you're mentioning, Will, NIL, transfer portal. He, he, he was dealing with nothing to do, in his mind, with football. It was all of, all of the, the management end of things, and he realized that, hey, maybe, maybe going back into the NFL and being a coordinator and really getting my, my hands back on making something happen on the field is a better choice. Um, I would tend to agree with him. I don't think that everybody is, is uh, I'm not, and again, I'm not denigrating him. I'm just saying, I don't think everybody's cut out to be a manager. And, uh, and that means in this particular case, a head coach. Mm-hmm. Some people have that capability. Some people we've, we've seen basketball coaches who are, are legends just they've lost, they lose their passion because of all of this and they step away or, you know, they retire or whatever. Um, so, and, and, uh, I, I, I think it's a good move. He's going back to something that he loves, that he's good at. He's friends with, uh, Matt LaFleur, who is the head coach at uh, Green Bay. I, I, uh, I'm going to have to wash my mouth out now that I've said Green Bay. Um, Same. Uh, <laughs> And Look for those for soap nearby, those of you who don't know, uh, Will is a Minnesota Vikings fan, and I'm a Chicago Bears fan. So it's naturally we have the FTP thing going uh, there. So, and if you're an NFC North person, you understand what that means, um, and you can figure it out too. Uh, I, the one thing I did see in relationship to Boston College, uh, because Bill Belichick does not have a job. <laughs> They're t- talking about bringing Bill in for a year or whatever as a transition coach. I, uh, you must have been on Reddit today. I well, I'm on Reddit every day, so you know, yeah. and that's where you. I'm not you like I don't. Wacky I I very much uh, like here and there will look at it. I don't really post on it, but. Yeah, I saw that. I was literally pulled up Reddit when I got home this afternoon. It was literally the first thing I saw was that post. And yeah. like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, uh, hear me out for a second. My my initial reaction was the same. And I just thought, you know what? Um, the The argument was that, hey, think of it this way. Belichick would be like Prime, Coach Prime. You know, he'd bring all this attention to your program. And who knows what that entails? That can be good and bad. I mean, I, I look at, at uh, Dion as being uh, bringing a lot of the good and the bad, and I don't know if I want both. I, I would prefer to have the good, but sometimes you have to have the good and the bad together. Um Belichick may be the same way. I don't know. Who knows? It would be entertaining. At the very least, it would be entertaining to have Bill Belichick as the head coach of Boston College. And I think we should start that rumor right here, right now. He is going to be hired and and he's going to donate his salary because he's such a nice guy. 
And uh, he's going to be giving out free hoodies at all football games. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So that's that's, that's what I, I like. I wasn't even thinking about that. You said hoodies. I'm like, oh, yes. Everyone's just going to ro- roll around the sidelines in hoodies. Like, that's right. That's right. I, I mean, I approve of that. I wear hoodies all the time. But <laughs> and and there will be a special edition red bandana hoodie. Oh yeah. So we're talking money making here, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, in a in reality, yeah, that's. I mean, that would never happen because it's not going to really. In a on a you know, a transition coach when you have to, with everything involved, I think I think it, it's you wouldn't be able to capitalize off of it at this point. No. Because you can't re, you it's can't get short. a recruiting class in. Yeah. Uh, the trans like everyone's basically, you know, accounted for in terms of where they're going to school and you can only make a small dent in the, um, and that spring, uh, spring window. So it wouldn't really make be much of a benefit right now to do it. But think about this for a second. (laughs) If you had an opportunity as a player and let's say that you were, I don't know. There's there's plenty of players out there that are that are always kind of questionable uh, from the standpoint of of you know they're going to stick with this program or you know they're going to bounce over here, bounce over there. If you had an opportunity to play for Bill Belichick, would you go for that? I mean, yeah, I'd like most likely. Um, could just imagine it right now in my head, um, and them losing a game. Like, oh, we're just moving on to Virginia Tech. <laughs> oh man, dealing anyway. with the the Boston College media, dealing dealing with our buddy AJ Black. Oh, we're just moving on to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Oh well, it's an interesting thought. I I, I still say that we should start the rumor and, uh, <laughs> and get it get it going. I'm gonna. I th- I think I think I should uh, surreptitiously call AJ and uh, say, "Hey, is there any any truth to this? I mean, uh, I've got some pretty solid sources here telling me that uh, you know maybe you, Darth Hoodie's coming to BC to the Heights." So anyway, with that and that uh, weird. strange wet dream uh we'll uh we'll just move on and and say hey it's it's been it's been fun and uh because <laughs> i don't think this needs to be discussed any further hey <laughs> yeah and then the only the only thing we're just trying to stall for like the last minute of the virginia game to see how many points miami puts up that's all we're that's all we're doing right now <laughs> just just killing time killing time and if you're uh, and if you're curious where we're at, what time it is when we're recording, there there's a minute and eleven seconds left, and they have thirty four points. There we go. So that that should tell you something. Hey, just as a reminder, um, we would really appreciate you uh, subscribing to the podcast. It's a very simple thing to do. Go to accnation.net and click on the home page. There is a link there, and it's about seventeen different ways that you can uh, follow. Uh, different platforms, Apple, Google, you name it. We got it. It's all there. You can even have it sent to you via email if you'd like. So simply click on that. And while you're uh, at your favorite platform, 
we would appreciate you saying, hey, we like this program and give us a five-star rating if you would. Also, as I mentioned, ACC Nation Radio, where you will find not only ACC Nation, but you will find all sports discussion as well. And, uh, of course, we are on YouTube, and you may be watching us right now. There's a little uh, little different look there on, uh, on YouTube right uh, beginning with this program. So, uh, And if you are following us there, or if you're not following us there yet, please do. Make sure that you do like it. and subscribe, and uh, we would appreciate it. If you have comments about the program, make sure that you leave them there, too. I'll try to answer them, or Will will try to answer them one or the other. Uh, we will come back at, uh, at you with something, one way or the other, just like we do on Reddit, by the way, <laughs> where there's a lot of weird people. But it's a fun place. Like you. That's right. That's, that, that's why I'm there. And every, me. That's why I'm there every day. So, hey, until next time. You're the nut house. That's right. Uh, until next time. Cheers. Scorn. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.